Welcome to Torah Today Ministries and our continuing series, Sage Advice, where I introduce you to some of the great sages of Israel and their works. Uh, well, just last evening, Robin and our daughter Lindsay and I were sitting in the living room and we were reading through, as we do this time of year every year, uh, Perke Avot. Um, because this happens to be during the time uh, of the week of unleavened bread and the counting of the Omer as we approach Shavuot, which is about uh, 42 days from now. And uh, during this period of time, it's traditional to read Perkeh Avot. Now, some of you need no introduction to this wonderful, wonderful body of wisdom. But for others of you, this may be brand new. So what is per K of vote? What does it mean? Why do we read it? What is its significance for us? So let's just dive right in. Per K of vote is the product of 65 rabbis who lived back uh, before the time of Messiah and on up, some of them up to about the, the second century. So during the time of Yeshua, and during the time between the completion of the Tanakh, the Hebrew Scriptures, and the beginning of the, uh, the writing of the Apostolic Scriptures, uh, around 300 B.C. to about 200 A.D. And the name Perkeavot means the ethics of the fathers, the chapters of the fathers, the verses of the fathers. Perke simply means a, a section of, to read, a verse, a chapter. And the image you see there is of this particular copy of Perkea Votes. It's rather large. It has a lot of commentary in it. But uh, it's absolutely an amazing, amazing book. Let me just show you a few of the different editions that are possible. First of all, there's one like this. It's, it's fancy and expensive. And all of these are in the suggested reading area in the notes. And so if you want to order and, or go to your library and get one of these, you can. On the other hand, here's a very a small edition printed by uh, Art Scroll Publishers. And it has the Hebrew on one side and the English on the other and lots of commentary at the bottom. And this, don't let the size fool you, this is one of three volumes. Uh, the original is one big large book, but I have the little uh, baby size here I can carry with me. And this is commentary on Perkeavot. Many of you have heard me refer to Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch. Well, this is the Hirsch Perkeavot. It's his commentary on these writings. My favorite of all is the three-volume set by Irving Bunham, published by Feldheim Publishers, called Ethics from Sinai. I absolutely love this three-volume set. And um, you can pick it up any time of the year, any time of the day. Just open it to it, open it and, and read a few pages, and you will be blessed and encouraged and inspired, I promise you. Wonderful, wonderful set. Worth investing in. Um, but if you don't want to lay out any money, you don't have to, because if you have a Jewish Siddur, and this is my copy of the Art Scroll Siddur, it's included in every Jewish prayer book. Uh, if you have one of these, it begins on page 545. But if you don't have any of these and don't want to spend money on any of them, you can just download Perkeavot from the internet. Just type in Perkeavot 
and um, you'll find it many different places. But while I'm at it, let me share one other book with you, and we'll get into what Berkeley of Oats is really about. And this is a book by Brad H. Young called Meet the Rabbis. Um, wonderful, wonderful book. Brad is a uh, Christian uh, scholar and writer, and his writing is very, very, uh, very good. It's not boring. It's excellent. But what he does, he introduces us to the rabbis of Israel, the influence they had on the New Testament scripture writers, the influence they had on Yeshua himself. Because one of the things that's interesting is Perkei vote is quoted by Yeshua and is quoted many times, or at least cited or paralleled to. And many, is that a phrase to parallel to? There are many parallels to Perkei vote in the verses of the apostolic writings. And in this book, Meet the Rabbis, uh, Brad Young includes a complete, a complete copy of Perkei vote with some um, New Testament parallels. So let's get into this. What makes this book so important? Well, as I mentioned earlier, and these comments are in no particular order, uh, this book is per, uh, traditionally read and studied between Passover and Shavuot during these 50 days. This is why my wife and daughter and I were reading it at home last evening. Perkeavot is the ninth tractate of Netzakim in the Mishnah. And that doesn't mean anything to you, don't worry about it. But the Mishnah is like the Halakha of Israel. It's the foundational writing upon which the Gemara and the Talmud are, are built. But Perkeavot, this tractate is different from all the rest of the Mishnah because it doesn't contain halakha. It's not full of laws and rules you have to follow. It's a collection of wise sayings from the 65 sages and rabbis. So um, its contents actually predate the Mishnah. Perkeavot consists of six chapters and only 128 verses. It's not a very long book, but it's very condensed and it's packed with wisdom and insight. It is worthy of a lifetime of study, I assure you. It is the only tractate not containing laws and halakha. It's included in all Jewish prayer books. And Brad Young, to quote him, he says, it's a valuable source of Jewish teachings that link the spiritual world of the Old Testament with the New Testament era. Um, I've heard different estimates of how many times Perkei Avot is quoted or, or cited <clears throat> in the New Testament scriptures. Uh, I provide a link in the notes to a website you can go to at list 42, I think it's 42 or 43 parallels. It will give you the passage from Perkei Avot and then the New Testament verse that parallels it. Um, I've heard other estimates that it's as high as 150 times that the apostolic scriptures cite Perkeavot, the wisdom of these great sages. Perkeavot contains quotes from Rabbi Gamaliel. You may recognize his name. Uh, it's found twice in the apostolic scriptures in the book of Acts. And in one of those, Paul refers to Gamaliel as his own teacher. This is what it says. In Acts 22.3, Paul says, I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia, 
but brought up in this city, in Jerusalem, educated at the feet of Gamaliel, according to the strict manner of the Torah of our fathers, being zealous for God, as all of you are this day. He's also mentioned in Acts 5.34, and there we see him exercising the wisdom and maturity that uh, he is famous for. And it's also commented on by many of the leading rabbis over the centuries. So like Rabbi Hirsch and uh, Maimonides wrote a commentary on Perkeavot, and many of the great rabbis wrote their own commentaries on this book. So you're, you're probably wondering, well, what's in there that's so important? Well, it's all good. It's all important. But uh, just to keep this episode of Sage Advice concise and, and not too lengthy, I'm just going to give you five excerpts from the first chapter of Perkeavot, just to give you a little bit of a taste of what you can expect to find there. So the first one says this. Antigonus, leader of Soho, used to say, Be not like servants who serve their master for the sake of reward. Instead, be like servants who serve their master not for the sake of receiving a reward. And let the fear of heaven be upon you. Now, you have to understand that whatever it refers to the fear of heaven, in ancient times, fear of heaven was equated with love of God. So he's saying, obey the scriptures, but don't just do it for the reward. Do it because you love God. The next one, Yossi ben Yotzer says, let your house be a meeting place for sages. And I'm sorry, there's an extra S in there. Sit in the dust of their feet and drink in their words thirstily. Uh, there's a, a great book called Sitting in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus. And it comes from this idea of, of sitting in the dust of the rabbis. Uh, they, the disciples of a rabbi, when they were traveling, the roads would be very dusty. But the rabbis, or, I'm sorry, the disciples would be clustered up as close to their rabbi as they could get. So they could hear every word that he spoke. And they would be breathing in the dust he would kick up with his sandals as they walked along. And when they got where they were going, they would be covered in dust. But that would be a sign that they've been walking close to their rabbi. And when you read this, um, it helps provide a little background, possibly, to what we read in Matthew. I think it's chapter 10. And uh, it's what Yeshua said, and if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. In other words, if the dust of the rabbi is a picture of the teachings of the rabbi, that when someone's not receiving you in my name, shake their dust off your feet, shake their teachings off, and don't let it cling to you. If they're rejecting you, then, um, then shake off their dust. Maybe it's a connection, maybe it's not. Shemaiah says, love work. <laughs> That's a good message for this generation, isn't it? Love work. Despise lordliness. Don't enjoy being in leadership. Don't crave leadership. And do not become overly familiar with the government. I like that. I always have to laugh when I read that. Because it's very wise advice today. 
and it was 2,000 years ago as well. Hillel. Now, Hillel was Gamaliel's rabbi, his teacher. Hillel used to say, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? And if I am for myself alone, what am I? And if not now, when? This is one of the most famous verses from Perkeavot. And it's very cryptic. Well, let's see if we can break it down a little bit. And I encourage you to read uh, the commentary of men who are much wiser than I am. If I am not for myself, who will be for me? In other words, if you want to grow and mature and be a disciple of Yeshua and learn Torah and, and live a godly life, you have to take some initiative. God will do everything for you that you cannot do for yourself, but he expects you to do for yourself the things you, he has equipped you to do. So don't just sit back and think, God, just do everything for me. Because if you're not for yourself, who's going to be for you? But there's another extreme as well. If I am for myself alone, what am I? In other words, you're here to live a life not just for your own sake, but for the sake of all around you. And as I often say, your life has meaning only to the degree you lay it down for others. So if you're just about yourself, what are you? Well, you're an, you're an egotistical toad is what you are. You're just here sucking in our air when there's nothing coming back from you to bless the world and the people around you. And if not now, when? In other words, don't wait to start because you're never going to find a better time to start Living for God, take an initiative to begin to learn Torah, to walk in wisdom and in the knowledge of the scriptures. There's no better time to start than right now. So again, if I'm not for myself, who will be for me? And if I am for myself alone, what am I? And if not now, when? What a brilliant way to encapsulate so much wisdom. And these three questions that he asked are th questions you continue to think about and to answer and to develop uh, in your own minds for the rest of your life. And then a quote, of course, from Rabbi Gamaliel, who is Ra uh, Rabbi Paul's, Rabbi Shaul's teacher. Rabbi Gamaliel used to say, accept a teacher upon yourself and remove yourself from uncertainty. And do not give excess tithes by estimating. Now, that may cause you to scratch your head a bit. You think, well, what's, what's that mean? Well, accept a teacher upon yourself. Forget that. And if you have a teacher, a good teacher to submit to, to learn from, you can begin to remove uncertainty from yourself. But then why does he put this other phrase on here, which seems to have nothing to do with it? actually has everything to do with it. it. says, do not give excess ties by estimating. What Gamaliel is saying is, is this, and something I've been guilty of. You know, when you get your paycheck at the end of the month, you can sit down and do the math and figure out your tithe to the exact 10%. 
And then you might think, well, wait a minute, I got a, I got a tip at work and somebody gave me a gift of money over here and I found a $20 bill. And, and you might start thinking, okay, what does all of this come to? Uh, I'll just give such and such and just cover it all. Gamaliel says, don't do that. Because he says you're not really taking and applying thoughtfulness to your obedience to God's word. Because it's so easy to be sloppy in our obedience and say, well, I'll just do this and that will cover everything. That will cover my obligation. And he says, don't do that. Because when you do that, instead of giving obedience to what God says, you are just in a sloppy fashion, just gushing a bunch of stuff out to cover your disobedience. I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this, but I'm hoping you kind of catch what I'm saying. Now, you're certainly welcome to give more than a tenth as a tithe, but know what your tithe is, and then give above that if you want. That's, there's no regulation concerning giving more. But don't be sloppy in your obedience. Don't cover your inattentiveness and your lack of real concern with obedience to God. Don't cover it up with just excess. That's not maturity. Okay? Does it make sense? I hope so. But um, welcome to the world of Perkea Vote. And I just gave you five small um, excerpts. And as I said, there's more than 120 verses here. And it's a wonderful way to spend these 50 days of counting the Omer to each night just do three or four. And uh, it's uh, really a blessing. And um, so I encourage you to, to download your copy or purchase one of these great copies that I showed you with commentary. There are plenty of others out there. But this is something that really makes the ancient world of Judaism alive and pertinent to your life today. And it will also help you to understand many of the things that are written in our apostolic scriptures. So with that, I wish you shalom and may God bless. Thank you for joining us for today's teaching. If the work of Torah Today Ministries has touched your life, please consider making a donation or sponsoring an upcoming video. As a video sponsor, you'll have an exclusive opportunity to memorialize a family member, celebrate a special event, or simply support the ongoing creation of similar content. Your tax-deductible contribution helps ensure that our teachings continue to reach all who are longing for truth. Click the link or visit our website to learn more. That, that's a good food for thought.